0: Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National and Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we are speaking with Judy Mayer, who serves as an AmeriCorps Seniors volunteer with RCP of Dane County and makes a difference through her volunteer service with several of their programs and sites. So, how are you doing today, Judy? I'm
1: doing fine. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Judy, could you start off by telling us a little bit about your AmeriCorps Senior Service with RCP of Dane County?
1: Well, I've done a variety of things with them. Some were I was recruited through RSVP, and some I sort of fell into and then found out they were uh, RSVP things. When I retired, the, the things I wanted to do and was on my list was Habitat for Humanity. I wanted to build a house, the Red Cross, and home-delivered meals or meals on wheels. And I did all of those. However, the habitat I discovered after one house, that that was not quite my forte. So (laughs) I I, after I dropped a piece of construction material, the foreman said, hmm, maybe you're better off in the store. So I I took his advice after one house and I've been working at the Habitat Restore.
0: That's great. Well, I'm glad that you're able to still keep serving with Habitat and just in a slightly different location.
1: Yes. Why don't
0: you tell us about what you do through RCV of Dane County at Habitat Restore?
1: I'm a cashier and I've been a cashier since 2008 and I answer questions. Some of the people come in every week. I work there two mornings a week and some of the people come in three or four times a week. And I think the neat thing there is people come in and I would say 50% of the people come in and find something that they weren't looking for. And about 50% of the time, whatever they find, they're not using for the conventional purpose. They use flower pots for something. They use wheelbarrows for something else. A lady came in to get a trellis And I said, are you putting it up for in your garden? Well, no, I'm putting it up to keep the grass from my neighbor encroaching into my yard. Or the people that buy lights for their hen houses. It's just really fun. So I also help do some pricing of items also. But mostly it's cashiering. And I know that every penny there goes to helping people with their houses. And it's really fun to work with other volunteers who are future homeowners and hear a little bit about them and why they really want a Habitat house and how beneficial it's going to be for their family. I've also gone to a couple housewarmings and that's really special too.
0: And so are the housewarmings you're going through are those people that you met through the restores?
1: Yes, and sometimes the restore will sponsor a house. There was a one nearby and I went to that and I brought them I also volunteer at Ulbrich Botanical Garden. So I brought them some passes for activities because it was a mom and like a four-year-old because Ulbrich was like a mile away from them. So I thought that would help them out.
0: That's wonderful. And then you mentioned just volunteering at Brick. Is that something you do via RSV of Dane County or something you're just doing on your own?
1: I've been doing Ulbrich again since 2008. I started in the middle of their butterfly display I was a tram driver there for a couple years. I was an early bird cleaning the conservatory and I help out with most of the plant sales. I load the plants into the people's cars. I'm a greeter two Saturday afternoons a a month. And it's really fun giving out maps and telling them about the gardens and I do not get my fingers dirty. I am not a gardener. (laughs) I am not the person to ask about plants or trees, but I enjoy the environment.
0: That's wonderful. And I'm so glad you can help people out when they're visiting the Botanical Garden. Mm -hmm. Were you there when one of the corpse flowers were blooming?
1: I was. Not the day that there were 400 people lined up out the block, though.
0: And then earlier, you also mentioned wanting to do meal delivery. And I know you do that, too, as well through RCV of Dane County. So you can tell us about doing the meal delivery to older adults.
1: When I moved here, I lived in Sun Prairie. So I did some Sun Prairie routes, got the meals at the Colonial Club. And then eventually I got married and moved to Stoughton. So I did meals for them in Stoughton. And then we decided we were tired of Wisconsin winters and we moved to South Carolina. But we only lasted for three years and we're back. And I delivered meals the next week after I came (laughs) back. I lived in Cottage Grove then. And delivering meals is the best way to learn a community because you're going all over all these streets. So it's a great way to learn Cottage Grove. But then we moved back to Sun Prairies. So that's okay. I'm still doing the Cottage Grove route.
0: Well, that's wonderful. I'm so glad you're able to come jump right back into the volunteering and welcome back.
1: It's a way to sort of make you feel comfortable when you're back wherever you live because you're in the the same atmosphere of volunteering and the same familiar faces.
0: And I know that you're also volunteering with a couple other programs. Can you tell us about the service you do with the Computer Buddy program?
1: That's fun. I think I've done it for four years and probably with six or seven different kids. Basically, it's usually fourth graders and sometimes they're in Madison, and sometimes they're in DeForest or Marshall. They're usually matched with one or two people, however many you want to be matched with, and the kids write maybe once every two weeks, and then you write back to them. It's very nice because the RSVP lady in charge will send you an email and said your student has written something, so you don't forget about them. Some of them are very verbose, and this last Boy, I had, I mean, maybe three lines was a lot for him, but I learned that he was a wrestler. He liked baseball. Usually they talk about how many siblings they have or their pets. You can send pictures back and forth. So that's fun. They send their pets and I send my pets. and I send them funny travel pictures. And then at the end of the school year, then we usually have a face-to-face get-together, and that's always interesting because they're sort of never what you think they look like, and I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that we don't look like what they think either.
0: I know you also volunteer at a Grace Hospice. You can you tell us about your
1: volunteer work there? Well, I'm not exactly at the hospice. I'm at one of the retail stores. Oh, okay. They have three thrift stores, East and West Madison, and then Janesville. But then they have a home store in Madison that's just furniture and home decor. I got tired of folding and steaming the clothes and wrapping up china at the other. I did do one of the thrift stores, but this one I thought would be interesting and different. So I've, I've learned a lot about home decor I really don't care about, but it's important in working with the customers. And that's fun because a lot of the people there are donating because their relatives have been in, in the actual hospice building and have passed away, or, or they're someplace else that need to downsize. And so we get really wonderful older furniture. And it's fun to see what the millennials want and what the millennials don't want in furniture. The other thing I should probably say is I also volunteer for Wisconsin Public Television. I used to help them when they had their pledge drives. COVID got rid of those. Now they haven't had any. But I also helped them with their quilt expo and their garden expo. There's a tech firm in town that does a, a race or walk on Thanksgiving. It's called the Burby Derby. And I, I always do that, too. And
0: then I remember you mentioned at the beginning that one of your goals was you wanted to volunteer at the Red Cross. I don't know if that's through RSV or not, but what did you do at the Red Cross?
1: Well, I wanted to do disaster services. So I went through all the training, which was extensive. And I ended up on the staff did it during the week and the volunteers picked up on weekends. And I went to two fires, I think. The problem was you had to commit to a whole weekend. I was at the zoo or I was at the the ReStore. And if I'd get a call, I had to leave. And they were understanding, but that didn't work out real well. Yeah. Unfortunately, because I really wanted to go someplace in the United States with a flood or a fire or something and do that. But it just, it didn't jibe in with the rest of my stuff. So they got me to help for a little.
0: That makes sense. Especially... When it's an on-call piece and you're already committed to someone else, you're helping out one group, you have to let the other group down by leaving. Right. So right. Are there any other volunteer activities you're doing right now that I may not know about?
1: Well, one of the things I forgot about was the zoo. I think I learned about the zoo from RSVP. I think I saw it in one of their newsletters. And I started working there in 2010 when they started inviting volunteers. Now you, you think of animals when you think of the zoo, right? No, there are volunteers that work with animals in school classrooms and things. But I worked at the children's playground. I ran the carousel and drove the little train. I had a great fun there because every time people rode the zebra, I made them learn what you call a herd of zebras because it's not a herd. What is it? A dazzle. A dazzle. Oh, I had not heard that one. So whether it be an adult or a child riding the carousel, I told them that. And then the other thing people ask, or I volunteer, is what's the difference between a carousel or a merry-go-round?
0: Okay, I don't know that
1: one either. What is it? It's the direction of travel they go. Oh. If they go counterclockwise, it's a carousel. If they go clockwise, it's a merry-go-round.
0: Wow, I did not know that one. That's a really interesting piece.
1: (laughs) It's great to do some of the evening events and see the smiles on the adults' faces when it's sort of an all adult type thing, they really enjoy that. And then there was a the bad part about that when there's lost kids or, you know, emergencies. But most of the time, it was pretty fun.
0: I can imagine you being one of the most popular people in the zoo from someone that has little kids that <laughs> like, oh, you're the one that makes the carousel go. You're the one that's driving the train around. So that must be really fun just to see them light up when they're there.
1: Well, you don't know this, but I don't have any children. I've never had children. I have married into a family with two adult boys. I don't have any little children of my own. However, I worked for the Girl Scouts for 19 years, and that's where my love of volunteering came from, because the Girl Scouts wouldn't be an organization without volunteers.
0: You worked for the Girl Scouts, and you got that love of volunteering. What brought you to specifically volunteering with RCP of Dane County?
1: I guess I saw some of their materials and thought it would, yeah. I'm older now, so i fit right in. And they're very supportive. And sometimes they have like one-shot things they're doing. They were collecting for a food bank a few months ago and asked if I could do that. Oh, sure. You know, if it fits into my schedule, I can do it then.
0: And then looking at your volunteering over the last couple of years, how did what you were doing have to shift during the COVID pandemic? And what were you able to do? And what did you have to kind of change away from? And what are you back to doing?
1: Well, that's interesting because... Most of that was when I was in South Carolina. I was working at a, an old historical rice plantation in the front office, and we had to change hours and things and only one person at a time be behind the counter. And then I also worked at a garden and did food service. And so we had to really change where we could stand, where the people picked up the food. The home store, the Grace Home Store, was closed for part of the pandemic. And then it was a matter of, we, like everybody at Grace, had to wear masks and things. And they've increased another day in their being open. And Habitat was like that, too. There used to be like two people behind the front counter helping, but now there's just one of us. And For a while, they could only be like four or five volunteers in the store. So, yeah, there's some... Big ramifications and things are opening up now. At Ulbrich, they had put up a big plexiglass screen all around the greeter's desk. And now gradually, you know, one piece has come down and the other after butterflies, the other piece came down. But there's still one up there because some of the volunteers are more comfortable having that plexiglass between them and the people coming in.
0: It Sounds great that things are opening back up and people are able to get more out there and be able to do more of the stuff in person. And then I'm sure for folks that the computer buddies would have been huge to just have that connection.
1: Right. You didn't you didn't get that chance to in person see your, your buddy. Well, Judy, looking back at
0: your years of volunteering with RCP of Dane County, either the first time or now that you're back, what would be some of your favorite memories or some highlights you could share with us from your service?
1: I think what makes me feel really happy is you get a thank you from almost everybody. Like today every everybody i gave a meal to said thank you and they're happy you're there it used to be when i had the first route the people it seemed like there were a lot of people that needed those awful little milk cartons opened but now recently it's like a lady asked me to pick her mail i was doing a, an extra route lady asked me to pick her her mail up or just the little things they ask that you can do and it makes it makes them happy and it makes me feel good. I think that's why I really volunteer because it makes it makes me feel good. <laughs> it used to be I got some great awards from service clubs, and I'd say, why do I volunteer? Oh, I volunteer for the t-shirts and the food. <laughs> well, then I thought maybe that's that that doesn't sound good. Then I decided, well, I've met some just wonderful people, other volunteers, other staff of the agencies. And, and I guess the thanks from everybody, from all the, the people that you do things with. I got my pet sitter. I met her the first day I was at the Habitat Restore in 2008, and she's still my pet sitter. In fact, I helped her buy a house this
0: year. That's wonderful to have that connection that's been going on for so long and originally find it through your volunteer service. And then looking forward, what are you hoping to do as part of your volunteer service in the future?
1: I want to do some other things. Like I do some one-time things. I do the Ironman, both registration and on the course. I'm doing a new one that's called Ride the Barns. That's with one of the agricultural agencies. The people that do the the boxes that you get every week. And they're doing a big ride through two or three counties, I think, in southern Wisconsin. I also must say I, I wrote my wife into helping, too. She helps me drive when I do meals and then... Some other things occasionally, she helps me. But I've also started working for the food bank here in Sun Prairie. Again, I don't know if they're an RSVP organization, but they're open six days a week. And I know they're always looking for people. So I'm going to try to help them out maybe two nights a week, two evenings.
0: That's wonderful. I'm just so happy looking at how you're able to just help so many different people in the community in so many different ways. And I love that you're bringing your wife into doing it as well and adding another person that's volunteering.
1: When I got COVID and had to sit home for 10 days, I didn't know what to do with myself. I could only read and watch TV so much. It was just, that was probably the worst time in the last couple of years when I was just here and doing nothing. So hopefully that's gone and over now.
0: Once you keep that busy, it really keeps you going and keeps you active and makes life
1: more fun. Oh, it does, it does. And meeting people, and I think the saddest thing Especially when you get attached to people like the people you deliver meals to, you know you see them sort of progressing downward and and then we find out we're not delivering meals because they ended up going into an assisted living or something, and then the worst part is when you see their obituary in the paper because the interaction might only be five minutes once a week, but you become close to those people, and it's it's that's really sad, but that's life.
0: It is, but at least you're able to help them keep going as long as possible in their homes and bring the meals to them. And then, Judy, looking at all of the wide number of things you do to volunteer, make a difference. What are some advice you might have for people that want to volunteer, make a difference in the community?
1: Find something you'd like to do, and there's probably a way that you can volunteer and do that. If you like to drive, you can drive people to doctor appointments. You can deliver meals. If you like to ride your bike, there's always some bike group that needs volunteers. But whatever you like, there's probably something you can do that that does that same thing. Or if you want to try something new, it's a perfect way. You don't usually have an opportunity to try out a job. But this is a sort of a no-risk type thing. But it's volunteering. And go link up with somebody that's doing something that, you know, whether it's a, a nursing home, if you like working with young kids, you can find young kids. If you you want to work with seniors, you can work with seniors. Do something out of your comfort zone. You know, Talk to the volunteer coordinator and say, hey, I'd like to see if this fits what I'd like to do and go try it. Sounds There's like, nothing lost.
0: That sounds like wonderful advice. Just to let people know, just to go out there, try something, find something new, and you can find what you want to do and what the ways you can best make a difference. Thank you so much for your absolute energy and dedication to serving people and making a difference for folks here in Dane
1: County. You're welcome.
0: Thank you again to Judy for sharing about her AmeriCorps Seniors Volunteer Experience with RCP of Dane County and giving us another story we can file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S Files Podcast, produced by Serve Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Flower. Your producer is Serve Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S-Files stands for service. And you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.